0: everyone and welcome to another edition of Kicking Out at 2. I am your host, Dave Rosenbluth. Thank you all so very much for hitting that download button, pressing play, and joining me on this this edition of Kicking Out at 2 as we set sail for another watch party, if you will. Um, This time we're going to be watching an episode of WWF Superstars. uh, A a vivid memory in my wrestling childhood uh, that I'd like to share with all of you on this particular episode of Superstars from May the 16th, 1992. This was the episode where Papa Shango put a curse on the Ultimate Warrior, and the Ultimate Warrior was throwing up Ritz Crackers. Um, So we're going to go back and watch that classic moment in wrestling history in the annals of time on the WWE Network together from start to finish. We're going to watch that entire episode of Superstars. Uh, Haven't done any Superstars watch parties or watch-alongs with you guys, so I thought this was a perfect opportunity as we are, you know, at the time of this recording, in the middle of a self isolation, self quarantine period. Uh, so by the time this drops, hopefully. Hopefully, fingers crossed You can't see my fingers crossed But I got both fingers crossed And my toes That, um, you know, we'll be out of that We'll be out of the self-quarantine period Self-isolation period That things will have not escalated With this uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, Otherwise known as the coronavirus But if we're still in that self-isolation period By the time this show drops Hopefully everyone's safe, healthy, happy You guys are are, are managing within your your, your self-isolation Self-quarantine Uh, scenarios with your spouses with your children with your roommates maybe even by yourself hopefully you guys uh, have that all under control um, and you guys are doing well given the circumstances Um, you know if you need some entertainment There's a list of shows on kicking out at two. You could check out. You could check out the entire archive over at our SoundCloud page, excuse me, SoundCloud.com. Search for kicking out at two. We got a bunch of watch parties going on up there um, from episodes of Raw, Nitro, ECW. We got a Money in the Bank retrospective. What if Money in the Bank was was uh, put together and debuted at the inaugural WrestleMania instead of at WrestleMania 21 in 2005? We talk about the possibilities of Money in the Bank ladder matches from WrestleMania 1 all the way to WrestleMania 20. We also have a fanny pack, a WCW-themed Day 5 fanny pack. Five random discussions taking place all in one show regarding uh, five random short-lived failed concepts or experiments that took place in WCW during its existence. We discussed some of those. Um, and, you know, just all the other archive shows that we have available over there, um, which is also a part of the Retro media Pro Wrestling podcast. Podcast network by searching Retromania with a W on Podbean. You can find all of Kicking Out of Two shows as well as Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warrior, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, Hulkamania is Dead, Origins of Attitude, uh, Marking Out, yeah, did I say Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors? I think I did, yeah. Um, all those great shows over there, searching Retromania with a W over on Podbean. Um, we're also a part of, you know, we're, We're just not on Podbean. We're you know, our the RetroMania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is virtually on any podcast platform you can find. By searching RetroMania with a W. You can find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify anything that, that 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 pumps out a podcast we're there by searching Retromania with a w so uh you know f- find all those great shows there um if you like to interact with us on social media if you've got any self-quarantine pro wrestling stories if you you know watch something for the first time on the wwe network you would like to share with us then hit us up on our social media it's both facebook and twitter facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two hit that like button if you haven't already if you have hit the like button tell a friend to hit the like button um we got some great stuff going on over there We got, you know, trying to keep things as interactive as possible While everyone is quarantined Like I said, by the time this show drops If we're not quarantined Then hopefully we're back to some kind of normalcy In our country, in our society In our culture um, But if we are still in this quarantine If we are still self, self-isolating self If you will, um, and we haven't gone back to work yet uh, Then uh, hit us up over there On our Facebook page Facebook.com forward slash out at 2 And our Twitter, of course, our handle's at kick out to k-i-c-k-n-o-u-t and the number two uh, all right um, so here's what you're gonna do we're gonna uh, we're gonna search for WWF superstars on the WWE Network you're gonna hopefully have your network logged in and um, you're going to go to the space bar on the left hand side excuse me scroll down all the way till it says in ring then once you click on that you're gonna see another space bar on the left hand side that's going to say all shows click on all shows then you're going to find WWF Superstars it's located next to WWF Saturday Night's main event you're going to click on that and then you're going to scroll all the way till you find May the 16th 1992 this show runs 44 minutes and 47 seconds Um, and when I say play you're going to hit play so I'll give you guys a countdown I'll go 5 4 3 2 1 hit play make sure the sound is off, so you can hear my running commentary as we watch this all together. There will be some times throughout this uh th- throughout the show where I might turn the audio on for a particular promo. Sometimes they used to do those green screen live event center promos with some of the talents. I'm probably gonna put the put the mic on for those so we get a better idea of what they're saying. Um, but uh you know if you guys need a time stamp by any chance uh you know uh, i'll I'll deliver that as well if you guys are lost or maybe a little bit behind or a little bit ahead so uh you know hopefully we can all be on the same page with this with this watch along if you don't want to watch along with us you just want to hear my running commentary about this that's great too it's optional but would love for you to be interactive with all of us so uh without further ado hopefully you have it queued up it is May the 16th, 1992, episode of WWF Superstars. In five, four, three, two, one, hit play. As we open with the infamous superstars intro, Hulk Hogan, Big Boss Man, Mounty, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, Ultimate Warrior, another Hulk Hogan. IRS, Owen Hart, Virgil, Repo Man, Natural Disasters, Beverly Brothers, Tatanka, Papa Shango, British Bulldog, Tatanka again, Owen Hart. I probably missed like about twelve of these guys in this intro here. And Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage as your WWF Champion. Ric Flair wooing and Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior in front of Pyro WrestleMania Eight in the opening intro of WWF Superstars from Syracuse, New York, and the Ondonga War Memorial. Let's uh, let's play the audio with the opening with Vince here.
1: week, McMahon, Papa Shango put a curse on the ultimate warrior, and all you can talk about are two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, onions, and a sesame seed bun? We'll have it your way, warrior. You're under a whopper of a spell, and even though you deserve a break today, you're not going to get one, because when Papa Shango orders a curse, it's to go. And your buns are as good as toasted, pal!
0: Alright, it looks like WWF was in the middle of a, uh, <laughs> an ongoing contract negotiation for a sponsorship with Burger King. <laughs> Judging by Mr. Perfect's comments, as we'll see the Ultimate Warrior take on either Knobs or Sags from the Nasty Boys. Also, Shawn Michaels will be in action. The Native American Tatanka will be in action on this episode of Superstars, along with the Berserker, Husk, and the Big Boss Man will be a part of this episode of Superstars. Uh, yeah, these are some fond memories uh, growing up as a as a youngster watching WWF superstars. Uh, here he comes, the opening bout on this episode of superstars, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels along with Sensational Sherry. Now, uh, for those of you that keep track of my podcasting experiments, collaborations, Kobe Nida, the, the brainchild of the Retro Mania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, um him and i last year uh did a collaboration of uh known as Market out the days excuse me weekend warriors and during that collaboration we would review episodes of superstars and wcw saturday night that took place on the same day um and uh we did a review of this episode um along with the wcw saturday night episode that took place on this same date uh so you can check that out in the archives marking out the day's weekend warriors as we cover may the 16th 1992 in wrestling history wwf superstars and wcw saturday night um Kobe and myself uh, covered that from start to finish. Both both shows, not watch along, but we both individually sat and watched both shows, and we gave our our uh, our, our extensive recaps, if you will. Um, so uh, we we did that for from April till December um, of marking out the days, weekend warriors, covering all the Saturday night and Superstars uh, shows that went somewhat head-to-head it was like the weekend war the war before the monday night war um and so those are some pretty fun times kobe and i had a blast with those so check those out in the archives at the retro mania pro wrestling podcast network marking out the day's weekend warriors season one um as we see Shawn michaels here against russ greenberg um this was the um, the early infancy of Shawn Michaels' singles run in the WWF. Uh, full disclosure: I was a huge Rockers fan, and when the Rockers split up, I was none too happy because uh, they did not receive um, a run with the WWF tag team titles. I thought the Rockers were so good they deserved to be the champs. Now years later i would find out that they actually um won the titles uh against the heart foundation on an episode of saturday night's main event but uh that uh technically never existed because the top rope broke during that during that taping so they did not air that match um but I'm sure you can find it uh, in the archives uh, of WWE Network. I think it's I think it's like in one of the hidden gems section. If not, you can probably find it on Google or or YouTube. Um, Rockers and Heart Foundation uh, from Saturday Night's Main Event in 1990. Um, split screen action here as we see the them uh, 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 advertising the magazine and an article in the WWF magazine that. Uh, highlights a uh, a future rivalry to come with Shawn michaels and bret the hitman hart um this is not long as about a month or so removed from wrestlemania 8 so bret hart had just won the intercontinental championship um on that card defeating roddy piper um ultimate warrior just returned to save hulk hogan this was a uh this was a world wrestling federation without hulk hogan at one time um so uh, these are uh, these episodes of superstars um, highlighting a lot of newer talent guys that weren't in um, that weren't featured as, as much uh, as we see Shawn Michaels uh, finishing off Russ Greenberg here and getting the victory with that side suplex. This would be before he would establish the um, the super kick as his. Uh, oh, hey, now um, Sherry liked it rough from what I've heard. Um, God bless her soul. Uh but yeah, um, Michaels wouldn't really establish a super kick as his, uh, as his finishers. We see, looks like here, uh, highlights from last week, uh, the previous week, Sergeant Slaughter wrestling Ric Flair with the Mountie at ringside and the Mounties, um, his, uh, his, his, his super shock stick, if you will, <laughs> excuse me, the, like the, the dildo of shock sticks, the super dildo, if you will, not to be too graphic. Um, but, uh. Yeah, this match took place on the previous week's episode of Superstars, the main event, Ric Flair and Sarge's Slaughter. Um, these episodes of Superstars, you know, after going back and reviewing them on um, Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors, didn't see, feature too many, like, you know, featured matches. Um like main event type matches you know it was a lot of you know superstars wrestling against enhancement talent um this is one of the very few matches that was a featured bout between two um two wrestlers uh that weren't enhancement talents obviously rick flair and sergeant slaughter two hall of famers all-time greats oh my goodness wow oh all right Looks like we uh, had an attempt at a, um, a slingshot. Sarge either couldn't make the turn or, uh, you know, it was designed for him to, to block it. And it looks like Sarge was tapping there. But back in 1992, they didn't recognize tapping out as a form of giving up um, in a submission hold in wrestling. Flair going for the clothesline. Slaughter ducked and delivered one of his own. Cover. Two count. Referee Joey Morella. Um... And uh, for, for those keeping track here, um, because I have recapped this, uh, th- this clip here that they're showing um, is to uh, further highlight the rivalry with Sergeant Slaughter and the Mountie that kind of, uh, oh, you know, Slaughter eating turnbuckle. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, further highlighting the rivalry that kind of started before WrestleMania. Um, Sarge and the Mountie were, oh, the shock stick. Well, I should have turned the sound effects up for uh, the shock stick. It was like... Just to give you an idea. <laughs> Flair getting a victory here over Sergeant Slaughter. Woo, nature boy. Um, yes, Slaughter and Mountie were on opposing sides in the... Um, and look at this. There's like a big black box for this thing. There's Jimmy Hart running away like a scalded dog, as JR would say. Um, looks like this was a plan all along. But Mountie and F- Slaughter on opposing sides of the um, the eight-man tag team match at that WrestleMania. Mounty teamed with Repo Man and the Nasty Boys to take on Sergeant Slaughter, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Virgil, and the Big Boss Man. Kind of a, a thrown together eight-man tag match, if you will. Um, and I think that was like the beginning. Um, stages of the the short lived rivalry between the Mountie and Sgt. Slaughter as they highlight what took place on last week's episode of Superstars or the previous weeks I should say um, yeah the Superstars catalog on the WWE network is um, is uh, pretty uh, pretty short in terms of content um they have th- from april 18th to december the 5th of 1992 of episodes of superstars um i think some of that has to do with some licensing um uh you know a lot of the older content on the network has a lot of um you know advertising that uh w- would need permission to be used in in uh, in in broadcasting once again um you know some of the old nitros you see like one eight hundred collect and Valvoline as like sponsors on their shows. Um, in this case here, um, some of the um, the advertising in terms of the sponsorship, I think would need permission, and uh, there's a lot of that on some of the older episodes of Superstars predating 1992 that I think um, they they would have to you know go through some kind of legal litigation to get permission to use the likenesses and the, and the, the, the trademarks, if you will, um, as they air these on the WWE network. I think also to a lot of editing of um, some of the music that they don't longer have licensed under their catalog and their library anymore. Um, I think that plays a factor into it as well. A lot of people are like, Oh damn, they need to put this on there. They need to put that on there. And it's not as easy as it, as it sounds. There's a lot of fishing through footage to get to, um, to get to uh, certain things that they, that they need to either edit or cut out completely. Um, you know, so I bet that there's probably someone that works within WWE that does that, that has like catalogs, um, of, of, of content to fish through as we see, uh, Joe exotic, the tiger king (laughs) set to face off with Tatanka. Um, You know, while we're on that subject, why don't we, uh, you know, address the elephant in the room? The the Tiger King documentary on Netflix, my wife and I watched it. It was the train wreck you couldn't look away from. It was what America and our culture has needed during this self-isolation period. Um, Joe Exotic has become a household name. Speaking of Joe Exotic, look at that exotic haircut from that young man. Uh, That definitely resembles... um, a hairstyle that uh, someone like a Joe Exotic would uh, would be rocking, uh, but anyhow, um, you know Joe Exotic, I guess apparently had some ties in pro wrestling um, on the independent circuit. Uh, his his Winwood Zoo, that Tiger Park or whatever, hosted a number of independent wrestling events in that in that Winwood, Oklahoma area. Um, guys like. Uh, uh, Tim Storm from the NWA, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, took part on a number of those shows, um, and I believe Joe Exotic at one point had some had some a small ownership stake in an independent wrestling uh, company in the Wynwood, Oklahoma area. Um, but imagine a, a guy like a I mean Joe Exotic would have been perfect during the, the the late 80s early 90s just that look he, joe exotic would have been a byproduct of the the new generation of the wwf with all the hokey characters like imagine the tiger king along with doink the clown and duke the dumpster drossi the garbage man isaac yankum dds um i mean the son of a bitch could talk you know like he you know his documentary some of the things he was saying holy cow like he could cut a promo like it was nobody's business um especially on that carol baskin and uh you know i i feel like a a career in sports entertainment pro wrestling would have been ideal for joe exotic had his tiger um empire his tiger breeding empire uh fallen to the wayside um he could he probably could have made a a a serious run in in sports entertainment he would have definitely been a local indie draw in the winwood oklahoma area that's for sure um and this barry, barry hardy here with the with the uh, tiger king um inspired uh, mullet and tatanka delivering the the samoan slam for the victory here um tatanka one of the 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 newcomers in the wwf he would become a mainstay in the wwf for a a a number of years um not holding any championships, but uh, someone who was popular with the audience, a, a, a good mid card act. I wouldn't say Tatanka was main event material, but you know he, he worked with you know the some of the big names like Alex Luger, like a Yokozuna. Zuna. Um, oh my goodness, uh, we have we have reached this portion of the watch along that I am I'm, I'm not sure what to make of. Uh, this is a commercial for the WBF championship it was that world bodybuilding federation that vince mcmahon had um had uh introduced at the time and their pay-per-view set to take place on saturday june the 13th 1992 presented by ico pro integrative conditioning programs you gotta want it um yeah that was uh that was a a short-lived experiment that uh needed to stay short-lived um The Berserker with his sword managed by Mr. Fuji getting ready for action here on Superstars. He's going to take on a young Scott Taylor who is otherwise known as Scotty Tuhati of too cool fame along with uh the late grandmaster seksei and rikishi um popular trio in the attitude era in the the 2000s um but here he was an enhancement talent for wwe now he's got a very interesting story um, because you know taylor was a an enhancement talent and wrestling pretty much all over. He was a regular enhancement talent for WWF, um, wrestling in the, the Northeast area, um, up and down the Northeast, uh, from, you know, the Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, Pennsylvania, um, you know, Rhode Island, Maine, uh, kind of areas. And, um, There was once an article in an old WWF magazine that Scott Taylor had written um, highlighting a letter he wrote to WWF to want to be a wrestler, uh, which I thought was very interesting. And and look look at his journey. He started out as an enhancement talent. He would eventually get a break um, and become a regular for WWE. And then um, the, the popular Scotty Tuhati character would catch on. And he would ride that wave for a number of years, um, both in tag team and in singles competition. And then, um, now he works as a, as a coach at the WWE performance center in Orlando. Uh, he's one of the guys that helped train a lot of the NXT talents. Uh, holy shit. (laughs) Berserker throwing, um, scotty or should i say scott taylor at the time over the top rope and that was his signature he would throw the guy over the top rope and that's how he would win the match and it looks like we're at the end of this match here as the berserker uh picks up the victory over uh, scott taylor via a count out um along here with uh, mr fuji his manager um wow what a what a character there the berserker um but yeah taylor has had a has quite the story in in wrestling history um like i said starting out as an enhancement talent now working as a coach for the wwe performance center um it's pretty wild uh as we see a uh, close-up shot of the berserkers sword um that was in the corner and this is the event center with sean mooney i'm gonna play the audio for this
2: considering the number of unstable superstars currently competing here in the wwf such as the Berserker. The World Wrestling Federation has begun to resemble the Wild Kingdom. It is clear it is becoming more and more dangerous to step into the ring these days. Despite that fearful fact, many superstars still want to be king of the jungle, and that would include El Matador Tito Santana. There's always something
1: going on in the World Wrestling Federation that creates a lot of excitement. A lot of wrestlers are not able to handle it. El Matador has seen it all, and he knows what it takes to get to the top. There's a lot of individuals you can just go down the road, down the line. You got the Papa Changos, you got the Rick Martells, you got the no-good berserkers, and you can just go on and on. And those individuals will do whatever it takes, and they don't mind putting people out of wrestling. But nothing is going to keep El Matador from keep on digging and keep on working hard to get to the top. And I thank all the wrestling fans throughout the world for their support, because
2: I need it now more than ever. Holy! Few superstars have been as successful in singles competition as El Matador, and it is clear Tito Santana plans to keep up the fight until he reaches the top once again. In tag team action, all you have to do to find out what the Nasty Boys have accomplished is take a look at the battered opponents they have left behind.
1: The Nasty Boys, baby, they walk the walk, and they can back up that top. You got it, Jimmy, and I'll tell you something. I fly in rocket, I am flying, big bird. That stuff, don't cut it in Nastyville. All that I'm flying, at quickness, don't cut it fighting on the streets. We're nasty, and that's the way we're going to be. And you're going to Nastyville, and I don't think you're coming back. Hey, all you people out there. Know where the nasty boys are coming from, baby. We've been the World Wrestling Federation champions already, and we will be up uh, against. Let me tell all you geeks, and especially you, high energy, we're coming at you with everything we got.
2: The nasty boys, Dons and Sacks determined to unplug the newest addition to the tag team ranks, High Energy. Stay tuned, folks. We'll turn up the voltage right after this.
0: Yeah, those were the, uh, the 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 green screen uh, live event center promos um, that used to air. Oh wait, here here's Crush in the junkyard.
1: Tough it is to have to crush your opponents night after night after night. But did you ever wonder what a guy like me, who crushes people for a living, does just to sort of relax, unwind, and be himself? Well, come here, I'll show you. <laughs>
0: is crushing a car in a junkyard currently, for those of you that not watching but can hear the noise.
1: <laughs> now wasn't that relaxing?
0: Okay. Um, like I was saying, those green screen promos used to be like live event center promos uh, for the market specifics uh, where they would air these promos um, and then there would be another pre-recorded um, uh, message from like a Sean Mooney, if you will. Um, oh, here's Repo Man, and uh, they would they would highlight the the events that are coming to your town. So here in Connecticut, Hartford or New Haven were the two cities that uh, um, hosted that had major arenas that hosted WWF events. Uh, so they would air these green screen promos, and then there would be like a like a market specific attached to these promos. Um, but in, in this case here with the you know WWE network they had to edit out a lot of those market specific promos uh, because uh, you know th- those events were no longer taking place um, the the advertising of those events uh, would. Wouldn't make much sense to air on the network, so they, they they edit some of those out. And I think that's another reason why we don't have as many episodes of Superstars. But here's a, a split-screen action of uh, Repo Man uh, in action against Jay Sledge. And then there's the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, in the top left-hand corner, who uh, who's, who's probably upset because Repo Man... Uh, repo man tried to uh you tried to hang me with my tall rope the british bulldog' not going to take it on on took my tall. that's right on on took my tall in the shower and uh, it wasn't me it was on <laughs> A little inside joke there for anybody that'd like to like to uh to, to, to know what that's all about uh you, you know just uh, just just google uh, British bulldog and Owen Hart uh, ribs, and I'm sure that uh, you'll find plenty of stories. A lot of them with uh, Davy Boy saying he was on, on took my toll. but But uh, Repo Man here uh, looks like uh, he's applying uh, a one-legged Boston crab here on Jay Sledge, uh, and it looks like uh, the match is over. He has won, um, and he's going to repossess this man's dignity um, for wrestling under the moniker Jay Sledge. Oh Jesus. ooh, Oh, wait a minute now. Jeez, that's not uh that uh that, that that does not age well in 2020. Um I won't elaborate any further, but um the repo man, not one of my favorite gimmicks, I must say. Um here's another event center with Sean Mooney. Let's uh let's let's play the audio for this.
2: Center. Don't miss your chance to learn about the latest breakthroughs in sports training and nutrition. Well, right here at the World Wrestling Federation, Skinner is unconcerned with fitness. His only goal, punish the competition. How about it, wrestling fans? Have you
1: been keeping score? Have you been tallying up all them WWF superstars that the Skinner's been knocking off? I can tell you. Eighty-five percent of the superstars in the WWF are wearing my brand. i will spit on them from A to Z. And guess what?
2: Summer's coming. And when summer comes, that means it's time to turn
1: up the heat. And when Skinner's going to turn up the heat, it's going to be like a morning in the Everglades with the mosquitoes and the sun beating down. I'm going to get more
2: intent as it gets hotter. Can you stand the heat? <laughs> Considering Skinner's intentions, it appears we can expect one of the hottest summers on record here in the WWF. He has burned a number of opponents, and it seems he does not plan to stop until he has cleared the forest of competitors. One superstar who's very capable of putting Skinner's fire out is the Intercontinental Champion, Brett the Hitman Hart excellence of execution
1: everybody talks about the excellence of execution and you know sometimes it gets hard to live up to be in the excellence of execution in wrestlemania 8 i came this close to getting my bell rung but as it turns out i end up walking out of the hoosier dome with the world wrestling federation intercontinental belt i'm back on top and i'm gonna stay there and i'm gonna take on anybody anytime, anywhere. And Shawn Michaels, if you want to be the first one, that's fine. I got a lot of respect for you and I got a lot of respect for all the wrestlers in the World Wrestling Federation. But you are, in fact, up against the excellence of
0: execution. All right. Uh, Skinner and Bret Hart with our Event Center promos. Uh, for, uh, for for those of you that like wrestling documentaries, I suggest you go to WWE Network after you know, this watch along, and you check out the the FCW story um, uh, re- regarding the uh, the early training grounds of. Uh, WWE Developmental with the uh, Florida Championship Wrestling Territory that was owned and operated by Skinner, a.k.a. Steve Kern. Um, I was not aware of this, but uh, apparently um, Steve Kern not only played a alligator man on television, but he was also a, a real-life alligator hunter. Um, uh, in Florida, so uh, that uh, th- that was an interesting tidbit I wasn't aware of. But uh, if you want to hear some great stories surrounding like guys that are currently in WWE today, like Seth Rollins and you know Natalia and Tyson Kidd and uh, Sasha Banks, um, uh, all the names that kind of went through that FCW uh, training ground, Roman Reigns as well. Uh, I would suggest you find the FCW story, the Florida Championship Wrestling story, on the WWE Network was some pretty fascinating stuff, as we see the big boss man in action here against Glenn Ruth. Glenn Ruth would be known as Headbanger Thrasher um, later on in his career, uh, the only uh, kind of notoriety he had attained in wrestling. Um... But here, the Big Boss Man, uh, one of my favorites as a kid, um, Big Boss Man, I got to meet him when I was a young, when I was a young Dave Rosenbluth, um, at an old furniture store called Unclaimed Freight, uh, in Weathersfield, Connecticut. Um, I had the Big Boss Man trucker baseball cap, and, uh, I still have the autograph in my, uh, my, my wrestling collectibles, uh, uh, uh folder or notebook that my wife had uh, made for me, scrapbook, I should say, um. He was super nice and uh, I I, I felt like the coolest kid on the block because I was the only one that had some kind of big boss man memorabilia um, that showed up Uh, and I remember him just saying to me, he looked at me and he said, hey kid, nice hat and uh, I thought he was the coolest and you know, I had told him that I loved when he used to handcuff guys to the ropes and beat the guys up and, you know, the et cetera, et cetera. I, I was a little fanboy, even though I'm still a fanboy now, pretty much. Um, it was uh, it, w- it was quite the experience uh, when I was a youngster. I don't remember how old I was, but he was a good guy at this point, um, just like he is here now after we just seen this victory. And uh, let's play the audio here, because I believe this is the introduction of Nails. i for you.
1: Where where did that come from? Where it he's here in the building somewhere. We'll be back with the ultimate warrior.
0: So that was the introduction of nails, um audio only. We wouldn't see nails appear. Uh, make his debut until a number of weeks later, um, but this here is our featured bout on Superstars. Uh, Jimmy Hart leading the Nasty Boys, um, as one of them is set to face off with the Ultimate Warrior. Now, this is the memory that I kind of had alluded to at the beginning of our of our watch along here. As a youngster, it was quite the scene when Papa Shango delivered a curse. To the Ultimate Warrior, and watching the Ultimate Warrior throw up, and you know, as a youngster, I remember just not knowing what to what to think when, as I'm watching this. Um, i have you know friends that are oh double clothesline here by warrior it looks like is this a two-on-one no i don't think so he's just getting a piece of both of them but one of them is going to get a hold of one of them going to get the uh the, the match with warrior oh double clothesline to both nasty boys out to the floor but um i have i have older wrestling fans that you know i've befriended over the years and guys that are you know similar in age and um you know one of their one of their vivid memories is oh remember the time when papa shango put a curse on the ultimate warrior and you know as much as 2020 and wrestling fans today would probably look at this and say what the fuck were they thinking as a kid it, it, it it's it's quite the lasting image i i will say um and we'll see that later as as time goes on here but uh it looks like um this match is well underway. Um, the referee can't seem to get control of it. Uh, we don't even know which Nasty Boy is going to be wrestling uh, the Ultimate Warrior in this match. Oh, it looks like it's going to be Knobs. Knobs has made his way into the ring. Um, and it looks like he's going to be the one to wrestle the Ultimate Warrior in this match. Oh, he got a, he got a hold of Warrior's armband. Which was, I believe, something that Papa Shango would use... To help deliver the curse um, on the Ultimate Warrior um, during this match, uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait and find out. But um, oh, speaking of which, here he is. I believe this is the point in time where he's going to he's going to collect that armband and use that to um, to administer his curse here. Yep, he is. There he is. Papa Shango. Papa Shango. <laughs> yeah. Um I said this before on marking out the Days Weekend Warriors, but as a kid, Papa Shango, um, he he had a pretty um impressive look to him. He might not have been the greatest wrestler in the world, but uh, you know, as a kid he was pretty intimidating. He's got oh, Pity City to knobs via Sags, who was not paying attention. Um he was pretty impressive and in in terms of his look and his presentation, um, you know, people that shit all over is like, Oh, it's a terrible gimmick. Well, you know, I think you're speaking in hindsight, but if you go back and you try to remember who you were at at that certain age and, and, and your viewing habits as a fan, you know, depending on your age, I believe there was some sense of believability in the, in the character. Um, Oh, chair, nice chair shot by Sags to the back of Warrior as Jimmy Hart distracts the referee. Um, and so I feel like the Papa Shango gimmick gets a bad rap. Um, and one of those things where, like, you know, maybe it came up during the wrong time. Maybe if Papa Shango had debuted, like, two or three years prior, um, it would have been something a little bit more accepted because those kind of hokey, um, over-the-top... Gimmicks were more acceptable during, you know, a time, a time or two in WWF a few years prior to this. Um, you know, one thing that I do remember as a kid wanting to see that I don't know if we really got to see it on a on a, on a large scale, but was Papa Shango and Undertaker. Um, I know that they were involved in some tag matches uh, opposing each other on some live events and uh you know i think it was uh, undertaker and warrior against like a papa shango and berserker um at one point but um yeah we never got to see an undertaker papa shango rivalry here we go warrior one two three the winner of this match and here comes sags he left only to come back again don't know why what, what that was all about but um yeah this is uh oh boom, Noggin Knocker, from from Warrior to Sags and Jimmy Hart, and uh, here we go, you know, I'm going to play the audio for this, because the commentary is pretty good on this. (laughs)
1: Look at Shango's face. He's in another world, McMahon. along with a number of his friends, the ultimate warrior. Oh unfortunately. This is unfortunate.
0: Oh my goodness, are you (laughs) that was the curse of Papa Shango on the Ultimate Warrior. Um it sounded like Vince was providing the uh, the audio for uh, for for the vomiting sounds of the Ultimate Warrior. I love how the doctor there just uh, you know he was thrown up on and he didn't miss a beat. He was still tending to the Ultimate Warrior. That's uh, that's pretty funny. Um, speaking of missing a beat or not missing a beat is uh, here's the genius along with the Beverly Brothers, Bo and Blake Beverly, um, entering the ring for this uh, th- this this bout here on Superstars. Um, to, to, to close out this episode of Superstars, is uh, they're going to take on uh, Jim Brunzel and, and uh, jumping former jumping Jim Brunzel of the Killer Bees and of the high flyers of AWA fame. Uh, Jim Brunzel along with, uh, I don't know who the other guy is, but um, here's the genius delivering one of his poems. Um, unlike my brother, I can't wrestle a lick. But unlike my brother... I can suck my own dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I humor myself, I know, I know. Um, Hopefully, you all have been enjoying this watch along, this watch party of WWF superstars from May the 16th, 1992. Um, I've had a lot of fun going back and watching this. Um, these are these are right in the height of my childhood when it comes to wrestling. Um, I'm hoping that you know WWE Network can provide more episodes of Superstars that predate 1992 and then beyond. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely enjoying what we've seen here. I've seen every single episode that the network has put out. Because of my uh, collaboration with Kobe Nida for marking out the day's weekend warriors But uh, there's other great moments that took place on Superstars that I would love for the network to release um, And have on um, Have on, uh, on On demand uh, For instance um, The the time that Ric Flair um, Debuted on Superstars and he antagonized Roddy Piper who was at the broadcast booth And Piper Um And flair got into a brawl and then eventually piper nailed vince mcmahon with a chair um that was some pretty heavy stuff i remember as a kid being like oh my god took out the announcer um uh what else took place on superstars the time that randy savage proposed to miss elizabeth on superstars um that was a that was an unbelievable moment i wish they had that episode on there um Lots of stuff took place on WWF Superstars. Old episodes of the Brother Love Show took place on Superstars. Funeral Parlor when, um, when uh, Undertaker locked Ultimate Warrior in the casket. That was a pretty fun uh, fun moment uh, to go back and watch. It took place on Superstars. This year wasn't so fun for uh, whoever um, had to do the J O B to the Beverly Brothers. Um, You're winners of this match. The Beverly Brothers. It looks like they're uh, they're in the midst of a rivalry with the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, um, who had just returned to the WWF at WrestleMania Eight. Um, they're going to make an example out of this uh, this individual here um, by mocking the, uh, the the Legion of Doom, um, painting this uh, this this enhancement talent's face. Um, oh, what do we got here? Yeah, L. O. S. That stands for Legion of Sissies. That's right. Some very uh, uh, innovative uh, work with the, uh, the 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 promo hair. Oh, they used the, the 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 skull cap with the mohawk too. Really getting under the skin of the Legion of Doom. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, riveting stuff here from the Beverly Brothers. I must say. Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the genius Leaping Lanny Popper. Here's another event center i will play the audio for.
2: ...comments about the Legion of Doom, considering that awesome duo let their actions speak for themselves. In singles competition, Virgil continues to be a man who's very adept at expressing himself in the ring through the use of force. Let's hear from the popular superstar. I'd like to thank all the people all around the
1: world, because... All you people are behind me, 100%. I want to tell you about the competition here in the WWF. It's sky high. And now we get this new guy on the scene called Papa Shango. Man, he got all this black magic and voodoo and all this, man. He's a really strange character. But guess what? I was born on Friday the 13th. I know what strange characters are. But with all you people (laughs) behind me, we can conquer the world. Because I need you. And with all these strange guys going around here, Never know when you need someone because I got my right, I got my left, and I got all the good people all around the world to help Virgil do his thing.
0: Django. I was born on the Friday the 13th. I got my right, I got my left, and I got all the great people around the world to help Virgil do his thing. What's your thing, Virgil? Is it meat sauce? Is it fuck money? What is it, Virgil? Come on, tell us. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm not going to play the audio for this here with the repo, man, because it, it, you, you can't follow what Virgil just did there. I'm glad I left the audio on for that. Holy cow, I forgot about how bad that promo was. There's a reason why Virgil is a minor footnote in wrestling history. It's because of things like that. That, that, that oh my goodness. A guy who had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity presented to him to get over and to become something bigger than he was when he was with the Million Dollar Man as his bodyguard and he just happened to squander it and um that is living proof as to why WWE has writers that write promos for guys who can't cut promos plain and simple we complain about it to this day but that is living proof right there I I, I must say um as we're, we're we're set to close this episode of Superstars out fairly soon um Get a shot here of the crowd, um, the, uh, the the fans not knowing what to make of the Ultimate Warrior's uh, uh, curse that was laid upon him by Papa Shango. But on next week's Superstars, we'll have the Bushwhackers, we'll have Kamala, we'll have the Undertaker, we'll also have Money Incorporated. Speaking of DiBiase, along with his partner irs and that will do it here for this episode of wwf superstars from may the 16th 1992 um I'd like to thank you all for indulging me and joining me on this magical ride that is WWF Superstars. Hopefully, you all um, enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, you guys—you know, by the, like I said—by the time this recording drops, hopefully, you know, I keep saying this after each recording, but it's true. Hopefully, you know, we're all safe, we're all happy and healthy, we're all doing the best we can given our living situation with this this. This COVID-19 pandemic uh, that's forcing us to self-quarantine. Hopefully, you know, myself and kicking out at two, we can provide some kind of levity with all you guys, uh, you know, and and these podcasts, whether they're watch-alongs or whether they're retrospective discussion pieces. I want to be able to contribute as much as I can to make your living situation a better one than it currently is, so... Hopefully you guys are uh, are enjoying yourselves to the best of your abilities, to the best that you can, given the circumstances. Um, and once again, thank you all for the continued support. I'm going to keep cranking out these podcasts left and right. Um, like I said, at the time of this recording, we're in this self-isolation period. Hopefully by the time this drops, we're not going to be. So uh, hopefully we'll be back to normal. And if we're not, and if we're still in this self-isolation period allow me to entertain you, allow me to bring you some form of entertainment, um, something for you guys to do with these watch-alongs. If you need a break from your kids or your spouse, or if you're working from home and you need a break and you want to listen to this podcast, maybe even participate in a watch-along, please join us. Be a part of all the fun. I'm having fun doing these. Hopefully, you guys have fun listening to them and watching along with me. So, that being said, I think it's about that time that we put this show down for the three count